There are many people who are critical of religion. Some believe that there is no need for doctrines, teachings, that they can simply get by by being spiritual but not religious. Others reject the idea of religion altogether, refusing to believe that our Creator would somehow be anything than an angry judge dangling sinners above the fiery pits of hell. And I'm not sure where some get this idea that our God is an angry or unjust God, focusing so much on punishments, bent on cruelty, that make the slightest offense towards his glory, towards him. But I can say with confidence that Christians do not believe in this God. Maybe there are some here today who have experienced that, though whose deep wounds and past hurts cannot see a God of love, but only a God of anger, a God of punishment, a God of hate, a God who is so aloof from his people that he has no concern with their daily sufferings. And if anyone is here that feels that way today, or has ever felt that way, I hope that our gospel passage from today, from this Mass, can begin to bring healing or comfort to those wounded areas of your hearts. We find the disciples of Jesus locked away inside of a house out of fear of the Jews. What would become of them now that their leader is gone and dead? Would they also be killed? Did they not waste the last three years of their lives following a man around only for nothing? Maybe we can relate to their fear. Maybe there are days where Christ seems so far away from us that he might as well be dead. Or we've questioned why we follow him at all. Yet our God does not leave his people locked away. He does not leave his people trapped in their own sense of fear, in their own world of self-loathing. He comes close. Jesus comes and he stands in their midst. He breaks through any barrier that we may try to put before our wounded hearts. He tells us to put down our shields that protect our fragile self-image. And he offers a greeting. Peace be with you. Jesus doesn't condemn his followers for abandoning him in his darkest hours on the cross. He doesn't rebuke them for feeling fear. He offers them peace a healed relationship. In other words, our Savior is not the one that stands aloof, far off from his people, looking down on those who owe him homage. Rather, our Lord and Savior comes to be with us, to intimately excise all those fears and doubts that creep into our daily lives by an offering of peace and love. And this proximity doesn't stop there. One of the twelve, Thomas, was not with the others when this miraculous event occurred, so he doubts. He still has these wounds in his heart. He still has these fears in his heart. Wounds in need of the peace offered to the other disciples. Jesus doesn't expect Thomas to just get over his fears, to get over his pain. He doesn't condemn him for his doubts, even. Instead, he shows up again. 
He shows up into that locked room where Thomas is hiding away to meet Thomas where he is. And Christ offers the same peace that he offered to the other twelve, the other ten, I suppose, before. But more than this, Jesus shows us that it is not enough for him to come close to us. We have to respond. We have to come close to him as well. We must respond by his coming so close that we put our fingers into his side, into his hands, into the nail marks, into those places where Christ allowed himself to become most vulnerable. Jesus shows us how to open ourselves up to him by showing us how he opened ourselves up to each one of us. These wounds, those wounds that came from a torment, that came from hatred, have been transformed into windows, into the very heart of God. Windows that show us the beating heart of God, that beats for each one of us. He invites Thomas and every single person in the world to reach out and to touch these wounds of love. To have our own woundedness transformed into windows of God's grace. Yes, our own wounds, our own pains, our own sufferings can become windows of God's grace. Where others may see the glory of God that comes forth from us like light passing through a window. Windows that communicate to others that I am broken yet healed. I am wounded yet restored. That I falter and failed, fail, yet I am loved beyond all measure. Those wounds that once seemed like an obstacle to really knowing our God have now become a life spring for welcoming us into life with him. All we need to do is respond. Respond to his vulnerability, respond to his own hand as it reaches out to touch our own woundedness. We need to respond to his peace. Because then, when all is said and done, our response is summed up in the words of Thomas, my Lord and my God. This is not an exclamation of servitude, of one standing before a master. No. This is an exclamation of total surrender before the face of love itself. Fall down before him. Fall down before the face of love and surrender to those wounds that keep you at a distance from his peaceful and healing hand. Know his love. Know his mercy. Feel his love. So that we can cry out with total abandon, My Lord and my God.